All right, folks, welcome to runningrestaurants.com podcast. I got my good friend, Roger Bodwin from Restaurant Rockstars with me today. Roger and I are going to go through some stuff and specifically as we are right now, early May, uh, people are looking at COVID going, what do we do when we get the reopen button? You know, what should we be working on right now? And the number one thing you should be working on is your menu because you are probably losing money on your menu before. And Roger's going to show you why that might be the case, how to fix it. So Roger, welcome, buddy. How are you, man? Hey, great, James. Thanks for having me back. I love, <laughs> love working with you. It's so much fun. Yeah, I think this makes the 18th thousand time I've had, had Roger on. And I keep bringing Roger back to my folks because I love, love his stuff. So, um, Roger, real quickly, man, uh, coach, consultant, longtime operator in Maine, but, but most recently within the last year, uh, again, another, again, an operator. So you have gone through the filing PPE and having to close down and pivot and so forth. Mm-hmm quick update where you are for folks you can share the pain what do you think yeah for sure i mean these are the most challenging times that the restaurant industry has ever faced i don't need to tell anybody that but i mean there are those that are wondering what to do next and during these times where your restaurant might be still shut down completely or maybe you've pivoted and you got limited service and limited hours i think now is really the time that you have more time than ever pre-COVID to actually work on your business so that you can not only survive this thing, but really come out super stronger on the other end. Now's the time to strategically plan for the future when you've got a little bit more time than you usually would. And, you know, your survival may be at stake. And I'm going to talk about one way that is going to increase your profits. No question about it. Yeah, Roger, um, quick, two, two quick things. One is um, I've been talking uh, with a lot of experts over the last month and a half about different stuff uh, about where we are in COVID. And the number one that thing that comes up is uh, costs. The fact that structurally as an industry, we have been flawed for a long time in terms of restaurants who are successful are making less than 10%, like three to 7% right. is the oh norm. You know, right. 10% if you're like going, if everything's going great and making, so it's just, there's a structural flaw that's there. And so that's really where we want to get to. And I, when I, as Roger was talking, he just reminded me, I mean, just, you know, when you talk about funny stories of where everyone has gone through a struggle recently, just remember him sharing the, this darn story of filling out all the PPE paperwork, having it go into his banker and like the papers just all spilled all over the street in the wind. Like, like even when we, cause that was when we were talking about things just changing and who's moving your cheese and like, like nothing's going right. Like he call, he, tell, he tells me, man, I'm going to the bank to get all this taken care of. And, and the wind just blows everything away. <laughs> So life keeps happening, man. Yeah, I mean, I have partners in this business and I had to collect all their signatures and all these documents. It was like 20 pages of stuff. And I literally drove an hour to my banker's office to meet him face to face, you know, sign the papers. He had to notarize stuff, you know, make everything official. And I could see my banker. I parked on the street across the street from his office. He's got a ground floor office, you know, with glass walls all around looking out on the street and I can see him. He's got his back to me. He's at his desk and I'm walking and I'm at the crosswalk. And then all of a sudden this vortex tornado comes out of nowhere, takes the manila folder and throws it up in the air. And I am now watching 20, 30 pages like swirling around (laughs) that I needed to bring to him. And then a cop stops because he sees that I'm blocking traffic because I'm trying to pick up all this stuff on the streets. And now the two of us are picking up all the papers. It was crazy. So obviously, um, I had to get all those things printed again and re-signed again. And anyway, that was a couple of weeks ago, but it all turned out well. I got my PPP. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the good news. So, all right, yeah. hey, in, into content for folks. Yep. Uh, menu stuff. I'm going to do screen share. Uh, let me try it, see if it works. See if it works. 
All right, so uh, hopefully, hopefully you're seeing uh, this uh, graphic uh, profit loss over six months appetizers. Roger, this is your slide. Walk us through. Yeah, so a lot of restaurant owners have designed a menu entirely the wrong way. Of course, there's variety and appeal to the customer there, but profits are all over the map. And what I'm finding out is every restaurant has different menu categories. We have our appetizers or our starters. We have our entrees. We have our desserts. Sometimes we have a burger and sandwich category. We have, you know, soups and salad category, all that kind of stuff. So essentially what I'm finding is restaurants are losing, you know, three, five, six bucks on appetizers because the profit spread differences so much and what we find out is for whatever reason lower profit items are more popular than higher profit items and every time you sell a versus b you're losing a certain amount of money so on this particular slide if you look at the bottom you'll see an arrow that goes from most profitable on the left to least profitable on the right so directly above the words most profitable, this appetizer, the shrimp cocktail, contributed a $9.30 profit you know, every time the owner of the restaurant sold this. And as you move to the right, you'll see different appetizers are contributing less and less profit. The nachos, $5.79 profit, chicken wings, $5.26, potato skins, $5.01, so on and so forth. And then you move to the half of nachos, and you're only making a $2.87 profit. It's crazy. So this particular restaurant, one of my clients several months ago, they sold 6,722 appetizers over the last six months. And when you see this profit spread difference, I've got this template I've worked out. They literally lost all of this potential profit. $22,972 is what they could have made had they sold items that were close in profit to the shrimp cocktail. What I mean by close in profit is instead of losing dollars, on each item, the profit spread should be pennies. You know, if the difference is 10, 15, 20 cents here and there, so what? Now you don't care uh, as long as you're moving all the merchandise and you don't have a waste, a theft, or a spoilage problem. If you move on to the entrees, it's even more telling, James. You know, uh, appetizers are one thing. They yeah. lost $23,000 profit there. But now... 45,567 more profit lost on entrees. Again, if you look at that arrow on the bottom, most profitable here was the seafood stuffed shrimp. Every time they sold one, this restaurant had a $17.88 gross profit on that. And then as you, again, go to the right, the chicken cordon blue, look at the big jump here, $11.64 profit, the broiled haddock, 10.38, the chicken pot pie, 9.83, and then, you know, the pizza, the two-topping pizza, even though it might have a low food cost, you don't take food costs to the bank, you take profit to the bank. They're only making seventy eighty-eight every time they sell a pizza. Wouldn't you want to sell the seafood stuffed shrimp all day long or items that contribute that higher profit? And if the spread difference is pennies and not dollars and everything is maximizing your profit, I don't know of any way that you can put more impact to your bank account, you know, a greater impact on your potential profit and success in the restaurant other than redesigning your menu. So, you know, this has been over and over reinforced with me. Uh, I, I worked with a recent client in over six months. They had 81 different menu items over lunch and dinner, and it took forever for them to cost everything out. They hadn't costed out their menu probably in, you know, in a year and a half or so. None of the, the, none of the costs were accurate anymore. So we had that exercise redone. And then I plugged all their numbers into the spreadsheet. 
And I found out that over six months with all of those 81 different items, they lost $183,000 in change of potential profit over an 81 item menu. Granted, that's a big menu and not everyone has 81 items, but you can see where I'm going with this. It's a huge impact in your business. Yeah, man. A uh, couple, couple of follow-up notes because I, I was just writing stuff down. So correct me if I'm wrong or, or, or a couple things to think about, right? So let's say you were in COVID, but you, re, you, re, you reopened this week and you haven't had a chance to do any of this, right? Yeah. The number one thing you would probably suggest if I sit down in the restaurant and I say, what's good here? You would probably want the server to say the, sea, the seafood uh, stuffed shrimp rather than say, hey, you, you got to get the pizza, right? So, so, so uh, yeah, so, and, and, and so I want you to talk a little bit about that aspect of it, you know, of re recommending, making sure your team, making sure you as the operator know the most mm -hmm. profitable things, relaying right. that to your team, right. having that obviously be a feature in the menu. So if, you're, so if you don't do these things, know the profit items and then no, no, but all right, so that's phase one. And, and so make sure we hit on that at some point for folks that don't do this yet. Um, but phase two you're talking about is redoing your menu and now is the perfect time to redo it. Yes. Uh, shrinking your menu. Now is the perfect time to do that. You know, less items as we come out of uh, COVID and we relaunch, we reopen, we recommunicate what we are and who we are. Now's a great time to shrink your menu. And as you shrink it, you can make sure you pick the items that are all the same. So I guess, you know, what Roger is, is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here is uh, may, maybe we probably cannot have a menu that, every entree delivers 18 bucks to you, but wouldn't it be great if every entree that you recommended delivered 12 bucks to you? And then now your server staff can recommend the things they really love. Yeah, that's the that, point. That they're, yeah, so that's, that's where, where we want to get to, right? So Correct. You know, don't, don't be shy to talk about the pizza because it's delivering 12 bucks. Don't be shy to talk about the, the haddock because it's delivering 12 bucks. Is that, that's, where, that's where you want people to be. And, and, but, but the process of getting there, maybe it's on the next slide, is it like really looking at all the costs? What, what, what do we got to talk about now? Well, the point I definitely wanted to get across is what you said was absolutely correct. And it doesn't have to be $18 because obviously this is a, and I wouldn't say it's a high-end place by any means, um, this example, but most of the entrees are in the $20 to $30 range, which is pretty much a full service sit down dinner place anywhere across the country. But the point is, and, and you just reinforce this, is you are paying your kitchen staff the highest wages in your restaurant to prepare anything the customer orders. And most of these restaurants, well, this is a two point thing because if you haven't trained your staff to suggest things that you know the customer will enjoy and appreciate, to suggestive sell if you were, which is the first line of defense. And you mentioned that, you know, I recommend the seafood stuffed shrimp all day long. If you haven't done that, you need to do that. And then the next thing is obviously, you can redesign this menu in the short term by simply, once you figure out what your highest profit items are, you can box them in on the menu, you can highlight them, you can call them customer favorites, most popular, whatever, and then train your staff. These are the most profitable items. You know, suggest these, say these are my favorites, however that works, that's the short term solution. But again, as long as you're paying your kitchen the highest wages in the place, and these order takers on the floor simply giving customers the menu and letting them you know, decide what sounds good to them, and let the profits fall where they may, you really got to train your staff to know what to suggest. And that is definitely the first line of defense before you re-engineer a menu. So you're absolutely correct in that. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up. So 
this is a you know, recipe costing card, right? And, yeah. and uh, I hope the answer is 100%, but I, I, know, I know that it's not. I wish 100% of restaurants went through this for every item on their menu. You know it's not. You, you've, you've gone through this, this exercise with clients, and they learn a lot through this process. So right. let's assume that somebody either hasn't ever done this, which probably not, not that they've never done it, but hasn't done it in a while. How do we look at it right now? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's really simple because the process begins by getting an order guide or your invoices together from your major suppliers. Because an order guide is essentially everything that you order from, you know, any of the suppliers out there. Whether you work with uh, one of the big three or you work with a regional um, supplier of your food products or whatnot, or if you work with a variety of different ones, they all have a list of what you buy and it's all broken out into the cost per ounce or the unit cost basically, and however it comes in. So you gotta do a little bit of simple math, but you can see this is a very simple template that lists every single ingredient on this Mediterranean chicken dish. And I'm saying, if it's a garnish and it goes on the plate, there's a cost to it. But you first start with the order guide and each individual ingredient that goes into each individual dish, you figure out how much quantity you're putting on the plate and what that unit cost is. A calculator and a pen or a pencil and paper will figure that out for you. But you can see the chicken breast has two dollars and you know two dollars and change there. Uh, the artichokes quarter for that forty seven cents for the spinach, and it goes down the list. And then the cre you know the critical um, numbers to know at the bottom, of course, are gross profit. Obviously, the cost totals six dollars and three cents. All the ingredients cost you six dollars and three cents to serve the customer, not including labor, just the ingredient cost. You're charging seventeen fifty on the menu. You do the simple math, and your gross profit there is eleven forty seven. This is a cost sheet for one individual item. You need one of these for every single item on your menu: every salad, every soup, every appetizer, every entree. And once you've done that work, whether you can do it yourself or you work with your chef or your kitchen manager, do it together because it's, a, it's definitely a learning exercise if you've never done it before. But make sure the math is correct. Make sure it's accurate. And then once you have these things, you know, you're going to look at the profit on each and you can quickly see in each category, is it dollars or is it cents? And the whole goal is to get dollars behind it. I, I'm sorry. Uh, the whole goal is to get it to be pennies and not dollars. And the food cost doesn't necessarily matter because, again, I, I think I mentioned earlier that you don't take food cost to the bank, you take profit to the bank. So I'd rather sell a Mediterranean chicken that kicks in $11 profit with a 34% food cost than I would that two-topping pizza that only contributed seven eighty-eight profit but might have like an 18 or a 19% food cost. You take dollars to the bank, not food cost. And, you know, you want as many cash cows as possible on your menu. That's how you lower your food cost overall. If you can sell a ton of cash cows, which are the higher profit items that cost you very little to put on the plate, that are very popular with your customers, and they have what I call wow factor, then that's the way to make money in this business. You can't have too many cash cows. So that would be my goal to redesign a menu. Let's talk about the, the process. You, yeah. you, you, you mentioned sitting down scrabbling out the notes, getting, getting the order guide, doing it yourself, doing it with your, your kitchen staff. Um, you also do this with, with clients uh, as, a, as a program, as a process. Yes, um, I, do the whole, I do the whole exercise. It's not cost effective for me to charge a customer to actually cost out their menu for them. 
and their kitchen staff that actually work with these menu items every single day are obviously in a much better position to know exactly what ingredients are going into each dish. So once you have your menu costed out, I'll take the whole you know, process forward from there. I'll figure out exactly how many of each item you've sold over the past six months or the past year if your menu hasn't changed. And then I have a template that's already pre-populated and I will literally plug in in descending order, you know, the profits, the, the spread difference, and I'll show you exactly how much money you're losing month by month, day by day, year by year. And that's the starting point to go back to the drawing board and redesign that menu. And there's several things you can do. I mean, you can obviously drop those lower profit dogs and, you know, even if customers love them, then keep them on the menu, but raise the price to bring it more in line with other items. You know, if it's a really popular dish, but it's not kicking in much profit, then the market demand is there. Raise the price. Or you can also change the ingredients. You know, you can substitute ingredients so that the flavor profile stays the same, but you're not maybe using the most expensive ingredients in that dish. Or you can change portion sizes or a combination of all those things. That's really going to move the needle. But think about it, if you have a busy restaurant now and you're losing you know, anywhere from sixty dollars to $100,000 in potential profit, what does that mean in your net profit at the end of the year? If right now you're in the three to 6% range, that might push you up into the 10 to 12% range if suddenly you could get another 100 grand on your bottom, you know, on your profits at the end of the year. It's a really powerful thing to figure out. Raj, uh, quick, so listen, I, I was gonna, I hadn't thought about this before, but I just did it yeah. ad-libbed on the fly. So I don't know if, if this is gonna work, but I'll try it, what the heck. Okay. We're just sitting here, we're just, we're just <laughs> talking. Um, all right, do you see your website? Yes, I sure do. All right, so yeah, I just, I just went to Raj, just, just went to Roger's website right now. And, and I'm, my mouse, I don't, you see my mouse is, is, is rolling around the menu profit maximizer, which is what Roger's talking about right here where he works one-on-one -on -one with you. So um, anything you didn't hit on, the, if I click this next page that people will see, you, you're running a promo, I see that, which is great. Yeah, it's a COVID-19 thing. I mean, I have a certain hourly rate that I used to work with with my clients when things were good, but now that the industry is struggling, I've literally cut my hourly rate in half to, uh, to do this uh, complete exercise for you. And I can't imagine that you can't, you know, quadruple your, your your spend there uh, just by the results I'm going to show you. It's, it's unbelievable. So the, the value is certainly there. So what you would do is you would provide me with a cost sheet for every item on your menu. Or you, We don't even have to get into that much detail, but the most impactful items, of course, are every single appetizer, every single entree, every single dessert, and we'll start there. And I will do all the math and I'll do all the calculations and figure everything out and I'll show you exactly how much money you're losing every single day, week, month on your menu. Yeah, man. So I, I pulled down the site, uh, but, but we'll get a link to go there uh, on the show notes for you on the website where you see this, we'll, we'll include that. This, I mean, 100%, absolutely, whether you do it yourself or you work with Roger, make sure you do this right now. We are sitting, we're, we're May 2nd is where we are right now. We're recording and it is early May. I know where I am in Florida. The governor said, hey, some restaurants can open 25% capacity on Monday. That's great uh, for them. That still means they have, they have a lot of downtime to work with. Um, some states are going to be May 15th. Some are going to be June 1st. Some are already open, of course. But right now is the time to work on this 100% um, do this because uh, we're, we're going to also be, be delivering more content around this. 
but this is the giant reset button, right? I mean, some Absolutely. people will not make it back from yep. this, unfortunately, because they weren't structurally, nobody was ready for this. So don't take this the wrong way, but some people will not be able to yep. come back. Um, if you do come back, you can't be the same. It's gonna, you're gonna have to fundamentally change. And this is absolutely the number one way to do so. Uh, last thing, parting thoughts, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, now's the time. Again, we mentioned this earlier, but if you got uh, a little bit more time than you had before, if your restaurants are closed or idle, I mean, you gotta give yourself every advantage. And there's nothing more powerful that you can do right now than to re-engineer that menu for maximum profit. Every single customer sees your menu. It's your biggest marketing tool. It's the number one you know, source of profit in your restaurant. Why leave that to chance? You gotta dial this in. You know, I ran restaurants for 20 plus years and I was obsessed with profit. I was obsessed with service. I was obsessed with building affinity with my customers. But I mean, these are the systems that you need that literally will make the biggest difference uh, when you come out the other side. I believe yeah. that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, that's where we are. If you can take advantage of this, please do. I appreciate Roger always for being on. So Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com along with Roger Bogwin from restaurantrockstars.com. Everybody be safe where you are. Good luck. Stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jim. See you. Thanks, Roger.